Wonderful Game Euro 16 podcast. My name is Matthew Marshall and I'm joined by Alex Chaffer from Deutsche Welle who's over there in Bonn in Germany. Alex, how are you? I'm very well indeed. Very excited about the start of the Euros. Germany, world champions winning the tournament in Brazil. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about their group in France, Group C? and their opponents, Ukraine, Poland, and Northern Ireland. Definitely some awkward encounters that they're going to have here. I mean, you can't really discount any any team from that group. I mean, you look at Ukraine, they, they're just a team that, I, I, personally, I don't know much about the team. They've got a few stars like Yamalenko, um, and, and they're a team that could cause an upset on their day. And then, obviously, you look at Poland, obviously, the star is Robert Lewandowski, who knows all of the German team very well indeed, and he's always going to be causing a problem himself as well. And then there's even Northern Ireland, 12 games unbeaten going into this game. One of the informed teams, considering, considering qualification and friendlies and, and, and all of that. It's, for Germany, it's, it, it looks a solid enough group on, a group on paper for them to, to progress. It looks like it could be something that they could breeze by. But Germany always struggling friendlies and it makes you a bit awkward. They should still be able to progress through this group in first, I think, quite comfortably. But you never know, on the day, one of these teams could, could cause an upset. Yeah, you think it's more likely to be Poland? The German squad and what um, Lowe has done there. He's been there since 2006, Alex, 10 years. He's had a long time with this squad. What's your thoughts on it? 10 years, it's been a long time. And then you, you look now and there's only two players in the squad who have really been through through it all with him and that's uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger and Lukas Podolski who uh, I mean there's there's been a lot of criticism said about the squad um, and, and, and why some players are in and those two players are obviously the sort of standout ones as to why why they've been chosen maybe Mario Gomez as well but I think for, for me personally it's I mean, you mentioned that England have the youngest squad. Uh, Antonio Rudiger's injury in training uh, at the training camp in Evian means that Jonathan Tarr has come in. Um, and that's brought Germany's squad to be just as young as England's, in fact. So they've got the joint youngest squad now. Um, and so as much as people say that, you know, this 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 team is, is you know, going too much with the, the experience, they're bringing mascot players. A lot of German papers have said Podolski and Schweinsteiger being mascots. Um, this this squad is still very young. You you look at these players. There's there's players in this squad who are going to be key to the success of the team. People like Joshua Kimmich who are going to be playing regularly. Julian Draxler possibly. You know Mario Goetze, Leroy Sane possibly on a wing. You never know. These these young players who have had, you know, just two or three seasons at the top level in Germany still so young. But they've they've got a lot of weight on their shoulders. And I think that uh, as much as I personally would have liked to have seen. Bastian Schweinsteiger, Lukas Podolski not included in the squad. You have to, you have to say that with those players in, and the mix with the young, young, the young talent that they've got, it could be a, a recipe for success. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how much they they play a part in the tournament, but certainly their experience necessary, as you said, young squad. Alex, see how unlucky is Marco Royce? Oh. You know, Mister Mister World Cup duty injury, and now he's he's missed this tournament. Unbelievable. He would have been in the team 100%. Leroy Sané, I guess he probably took Royce's place and good to see him, 20-year-old Alex, in, in the squad. Came onto the scene so fast. People were saying he'd be moving to Manchester City. There's still rumours going around of 50 million euro transfers and whatnot, as you'd expect over the summer. But um, he, he had an inconsistent end to the season. But 
I think for for me it was it was very difficult for Lowe, for Love to choose between Sane and and Julian Brandt in the end because we if, if you didn't see how well Julian Brandt ended the season he was arguably the Bundesliga's best best player for the last two months of the season. I think it's fair that Sane has picked Brandt to to replace Marco Royce. I think he's just had a stronger last two years than Brandt and you know he's earned his his, his, his place in this squad. Muller been good again, nine goals in qualifying and many tipping him to be a top scorer in, in France. What do you what do you think about that Alex? I mean Thomas Muller you could you could never write him off. He's just he just he's just with that player who can who can do everything really and for Germany he's he's obviously gonna be starting. We're still not sure exactly where he's likely to be starting, but you could be up front, you could be on a wing, it could be in the middle, who knows? But um you can always count on Thomas Muller to score goals in the big games. He's always done it through his career, and that's why he's, you know, been the top goal scorer in tournaments in the past, and and, and why he's already one of the top goal scorers in sort of international football history. And he's only 26 years old. It's 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 something that Germany are able to rely on. But um, as well as Muller, they need goal scorers from elsewhere, uh, which they did get in the in the World Cup. They got a lot of different goal scorers. People like Matt Summers were, were coming up and getting goals, and obviously Mario Götze got the most important one. But you, you can't rely just on Thomas Muller. So hopefully for Germany, despite the striker problem in that they only have Mario Götze, uh, Gomez as the as an out and out striker in the squad. Hopefully it, it doesn't come back to haunt them in that sense. Well, he scored 26 goals in 33 appearances, Mario Gomez in the Turkish league with Beziktas, who, who won the league. So that's a pretty good amount of goals. And we'll just have to see if the, uh, if the Turkish league stacks up to some of the opponents that they'll likely play in the latter stages of, of this tournament if they get that far. Lukas Podolski, 13 goals for Galatasaray. He hasn't um, really had a lot of goals for a long time, but he's useful and he can pop up uh, off the bench and... You know, positive influence on the team. The strengths for this side, Alex, well, you don't have to go much further than the fact that they're world champions. It's good for Germany to, to be able to have had such a consistent squad for the last few years. I mean, there's been a lot of changes. I think this is one of the squads that's changed the most, you could say. Even players like Jonas Hector coming in, obviously I've mentioned all the young players. Um, there's still been just so many changes and, and injuries haven't helped, but um, it's, you know, it's a squad that Talking about strengths, they've got they've got just so much technical skill, and, and they're just a German side in in that they're efficient and they they just get the job done. We can we've we've seen over the years in previous tournaments that in the friendlies prior to the tournament they don't always deliver. They tend tend to struggle in the in the pre-tournament games, but in the first few games of a of a of a tournament when it's when it really matters, they deliver. I just can't look past Germany being able to deliver as a tournament team once again. It's just the way they're drilled. Okay, Alex, there's certainly a lot of strong cases you can put forward to them uh, winning the tournament. Let's let's go on the other side and look at some things that might be going against them. We mentioned their qualification where they're conceding nine goals in 10 games. That's still a lot of goals and their, their, their defence has been come into question, uh, especially the fullback issue, Alex. Yep. I mean, if you look through qualification, we've seen a lot of players have a go at the fullback issue. Ginter, Derm. Hector, Chan, Rudy, Kimmich even. Yeah. And it's I guess it's up for grabs who's going to be on the fullback positions and, and how effective they're going to be. Well, it's the, that's definitely the weak point, the defence. And um, the problem is that you look at the defenders that they've got and, you know, Jonas Hector is the only left-back in this squad, the only out-and-out left-back in this squad. And, and you could well argue that 
Joshua Kimmich can play right back. Emre Can can play right back. Benedict Hernandez can play right back. But there's no out and out right back in the squad either. So uh, I, I think although it doesn't look like they have an out and out right back or out and out fullbacks, um, I'm expecting as as most Germans are that in the first game at least, uh, Jonas Hector will start from the left and Benedict Hernandez on the right. I think Hernandez proved himself in the World Cup uh, the, the way he played as a fullback that he can. You know, handled the pressure. He's a very experienced player. Yeah, I mean, he likes he likes Havertz and he trusts him, doesn't he? So I think he'll he'll be in the starting eleven for sure. It's a pretty formidable team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whatever you know, Muller is just so so good, popping up in the right place at the right time. Gomez on his day, you know, is is pretty useful up front. What's your yeah. heart telling you then, Alex? You know, they're second favourites. To be honest, I I can see Germany winning this this tournament. I think there's very there's there's a few things standing in their way, but but less certainly than what there were there was or what we thought there were in Brazil. Uh, I think France are a very strong favourite, arguably stronger than Germany because they've got home home turf and a, and a very strong team who's banging form. Um, then you look at the likes of Spain, as you mentioned, always up there, and, and England with the young squad or Italy, just teams that are able to perform in tournament level, not England, obviously, but Italy, uh, and Germany are the same, being able to perform at tournament level. I will stick my neck out and say that I think Germany are going to win it. Yeah.